Welcome to the Enrich Your Soul podcast, episode number 96, Lessons Learned from Running the New York City Marathon. Welcome to the Enrich Your Soul podcast, a series of inspirational messages, stories, and testimonials to help you achieve your goals or just get started in creating a new positive direction in your life. I'm your host, Rich Bracken, and in each episode, I will share a new perspective through perseverance and self-awareness to help you live your best life personally and professionally. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Enrich Your Soul podcast, another installment in this series of my lessons learned from different experiences in my life and things that have been very transformational in my life as far as um, events and experiences and maybe lessons that I've learned over the course of time doing something in particular. And in honor of the two-year anniversary since I've run the New York City Marathon today, uh, one, wanted to give some love to everybody that has been that is recovering now um, after running the race. It's a phenomenal experience. It's a wonderful race. The New York City is just electric for this weekend of, of uh, just an amazing, spectacular event. Um, it truly is a spectacle, and it truly is one of the most incredible things I've ever witnessed or been a part of in my entire life. And I want to share some of the experiences, not only from the marathon itself, but from the training leading up to the marathon, because that was where obviously a lot of time was spent, but a lot of lessons were learned. And so it's a combination of the almost a year cycle of the training up and leading up to the marathon. So several different things I want to share today, and I want to go back to the very beginning and how I got involved with the New York City Marathon. And and I always laugh when I tell the story because it truly started uh, on a January, late January night um, while having a glass of wine and scrolling through Twitter. And the lesson from this one comes in the sense that you find opportunity in the most random places. And so this story goes that I was scrolling through Twitter, just decompressing that night and and getting ready for bed and just looking for something to kind of shut my mind off to. And there was a post from um, an individual that had retweeted a famous tennis player by the name of James Blake. And James, his tweet said, who wants to run the New York City Marathon with me? Now, keep in mind, I'm not a marathoner. Um, I like to think that, you know, especially with the, the big weight loss transformation that I went through, that I like running now more than I used to uh, exponentially. And I've run a couple of half marathons, but I'd never run a marathon at this point. And, you know, the Malbec was talking and I decided to respond. I don't know why. And I said, sure, James Blake, I'll, I'll do it. Hit, tw- you know, hit send, put my phone down, took a glass, you know, took a drink of my glass and kind of laughed it off. And within about five minutes, I got a notification of a response. And there it went. And then and I was on the roller coaster from that point forward. Basically, the account responded and said, great, we'll reach out to you tomorrow to, to talk about details. And what I found is that James had started running the New York City Marathon years earlier uh, to raise money and, and awareness for um, the Kittering Foundation in New York, which is for cancer research and treatment. And, you know, cancer, is a, it's a, a, a disease that is very near and dear to my heart just because it's, um, it's, it's dealt some, from some pretty bad hands to people that I love and people that I know and, and a lot of, you know, it affects us all, you know, candidly. And so now knowing the backstory of this, I'm like, sure, you know, this, this seems like a good cause. This seems like a good challenge for me. I'll take this on. And I, I have the video still of my very first training run. And it was very candid. I was terrified. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I was laughing at the experience and didn't really 
still quite couldn't grasp the fact that I was doing it. But it, it taught me that I should always be ready. It taught me that I should always look for opportunities. And it taught me to never expect where it's going to come from. And I never, ever thought looking back now that I would have, you know, run the New York City Marathon because of Twitter and wine. Um, but it was it was a phenomenal, phenomenal opportunity that I jumped all of all over. Um, and in that video was lesson number two. And that is start, especially if you're terrified, especially if you're you're unsure, you're insecure, you're not quite sure how things are going to turn out. You never know until you try. You never know until you you take that step forward and you push yourself and you set goals and you challenge yourself, knowing going into it that it was going to be difficult. It, you know, it's it's always something that people back down off of challenges. Maybe they look at a long term challenge or they look at something that's very you know, very change heavy in their life. And we don't want to do those things because one, we have to admit that something's missing or something's wrong in our life. But two, we have to kind of embrace the fact that we may come up short, we may fail, we may do some things wrong in the process. But that's okay. That's where we learn. And I think that was one thing that through the course of the training, I truly embraced the the idea of not always knocking it out of the park. I wasn't always going to run a good pace. I wasn't even going to always finish the mileage that I had in my training log. But I was going to keep doing it. I was going to keep pushing forward. And up until even the start of the race, you know, I remember distinctly, I think it was about two weeks prior to the race, I was stretching in the driveway getting ready to go out for a run. And I was just exhausted. My body was hurting from all the running and all the training. And I thought to myself, and you know, my, my ankles were a little sore and my, you know, my, my knees were a little sore. And I thought to myself, you could, you don't have to do this. You could, you could call it in. Nobody's going to blame you. Nobody's going to think differently of you. You really, you know, I, I documented my training, did a lot of videos and posts. And I was like, you, you know, here, here's your chance. You can bow down, you know, bow out of this, back out and move on. Who's going to call you out of that? Who's going to say you're lazy because you didn't run the New York City Marathon? And I did. I contemplated it for a while. But then I thought I thought to myself, one, I would be letting myself down. Because I at that point, I'd put in 10 months of training, physically working out, eating right, running God knows how many miles, and taking a lot of time away from my family. And at that point, it would have been all for naught. Simply, simply because I mentally checked out, because I mentally quit. I didn't physically quit. I was I was physically hurt and probably could use a little bit of time off and maybe I was pushing myself a little too hard, but it terrified me to think about it. But I pushed through and I went and I, I thank God every single day that I did not back out of that because I experienced one of the most amazing experiences I could ever hope to imagine. I got to live that. So lesson number three came in the training as well. And that is create a vision of in your mind of what success looks like with any goal, anything that you want to do. If you want to lose weight, if you want to have a new job, if you want to have a new relationship, if you want to have a new house, if you want to, whatever that is. And I don't mean just a vision board. I'm, I'm not a big believer in those. Even though visual inspiration is, is key, I mean really like spend time with your eyes closed, deep in thought, not distracted, and think what does success look like? What does it feel like? What, what's going on around me with success? And I had this vision. And I, you know, I was really, still am really into meditation. I was, I was praying and meditating one morning. And I had this vision. 
of crossing the finish line and doing it on FaceTime so that my family could see me cross the finish line. Cause we knew at that time, you know, our, our boys were, were young. And so it wouldn't be very fair to them to schlep them all over New York, um, logistically. And so I knew that they weren't going to be there. And so, but I, I wanted to, I wanted to share that moment because they had given up so much time with me for me because I had to train so much. I had to run so much. I, you know, as, as early as I would get up, I still miss time with them. And so I wanted to make sure that that, that vision of success was exactly what I wanted it to be. I didn't have a time in my mind. I didn't have a, a sure as hell long as I was going to win the race, but I wanted to make sure that that vision came true. And in the notes of this, you'll see a picture um, of me crossing the finish line and you'll see my phone in my hand and I'm on FaceTime with my family in tears because I, I had achieved like the picture itself. It, it mean, it makes me choke up when I think about it because I lived my vision of success. And I wish that for every single one of you, I wish that you could, could conceive this idea and this feeling and sensation to your core, not just, I want to have a new job and I want to have a new house and, and drive a nice car and these things. What, what is that job title? How much are you making? Who are you working with? What industry is it in? What are you doing on a day-to-day basis? What does your office look like? All of those things make up that vision of success. Focus in on what that is. And I promise you, the mind is so strong that once you latch onto that, you will find every single way to try to make that happen. Every single thing, every single obstacle that gets in your way is a lot smaller than it should have been had you not had that vision. But I promise you, when you had that vision, those obstacles seem a lot smaller. They're still going to be there. You're still going to be challenged. You're going to be pushed to the brink at, at times, but you've got to keep moving. And when you have that vision of success, you become unstoppable. Lesson number four, when you're near your breaking point, push a little further and chase small increments. And what I mean by that is that, and this was both in the training and during the race itself, is that there were long training runs, you know, 10, 12, 15, 20 miles that I had to run. And my body hurt, even on some of the six mile runs, just because my body was taking on so much damage over over the course of the training. I had to look at, okay, I'm going to run six miles, I'm going to run 10 miles, I'm going to run 12 miles, whatever that was that day. And then even in the race, okay, I'm at mile marker 18. I'm at mile marker 20. I've got six, you know, uh, 6.2 miles to go. But instead of saying I had 6.2 miles to go, I kept saying I've got, you know, one more mile, get another mile in. Okay, great. Nailed that. Get another mile in. Keep pushing yourself to another mile. Get another mile done. Because when I was looking at it that way, it wasn't as daunting. Because when you when you, when you hit that 20 mile mark in a marathon, 6.2 miles sounds like a long, long way because you're mentally breaking down. Your body is breaking down. You're, you know, at the time that I ran, I was starving, even though there, you know, it was just, everything was trying to hold me down. And so I just kept saying one mile at a time, one mile at a time. And that goes for anything that you're working on too. If you're writing a book, one chapter at a time, one paragraph at a time, take it step by step. If you're trying to get out of debt, if you're trying to do all these things, don't look at it as the whole. Don't look at it as you're trying to fix everything overnight. Take little steps, little chunks of progress will build your momentum, build your confidence, and it will build 
who you truly need to be when you cross that finish line. So don't let the, the, the stalls and the frustrations and the burnouts and all of those things hold you back from what you really truly need to accomplish. Take those little small increments and push forward. Maybe it's another 15-minute workout because you're trying to lose weight. Whatever that is, do those small things. When you look at the small things and you achieve the small things, you keep the wheels of progression moving forward. Do not give up. Find those small increments that you can achieve and keep pushing forward. Lesson number five, one of my favorite ones from this entire experience, is that deep down, people are awesome. People are loving. People want to see you succeed. We want to see each other succeed. We, you know, deep down, we're not jealous. We're not hateful. We're, we're not different. We're not all that different. Everybody across the world, you know, we're, we're, we have a lot of similarities, but we choose not to look at them. And what I saw, you know, I will say, you know, through the training phase, um, through my fundraising and, and through just people reaching out through social media and cheering me on and supporting me and just telling me how proud they were of me, that meant the world to me. And for each of those individuals, it took 15 seconds, 30 seconds, a minute, 15 minutes, whatever. It took a little bit of time for them to say, hey, Rich, I'm thinking about you. Hope you're doing well. Proud of you. You know, Keeping up with your videos and your photos or your training. Keep up the good work. How long did that take then? Probably nothing at all. And that carried me through. I listened to the, you know, I listened to voicemails and I read text messages and I read posts and comments and all these different things that really just kept stoking the fire for me. And so when you, when you see somebody that is maybe struggling or they're chasing something, take the time to recognize how hard they're working. Take the time to say, you know what? I know what you're working on and I'm really proud of you. And I hope you, you achieve everything you want to achieve. Because that in of itself brings us all together. It's that mutual respect and that mutual desire for success that we all have for ourselves and for each other that will really pull us together instead of drive us apart. During the race, I can't put into words what I saw and experienced, but I'm going to try. Because over 26.2 miles, and I would even say even the time leading up to, to walking up to the starting line, I saw everyone, and when I mean everyone, I mean every walk of life, every age, every ethnicity, every religion, every, everybody. Like, I, you could not have put a day of people in front of me that looked any different than this day looked to me. And I loved every second of it because everybody leading up to the race were all, you know, cheering each other on and encouraging each other and total strangers, total strangers just being very supportive of each other because we were all there for to, to achieve a big goal. And we had all worked really hard to get to where we were. And we were all proud of each other at that starting line. And that was one of the coolest ways to start. We just, people around you just like, good luck, proud of you, great job, let's have fun. Because it was miserable and raining, it was cold. And, you know, and so we all were making the best of it. But through the course, you run through the five boroughs of New York which you could not put together a better track to see every walk of life possible. And people were, you know, hundreds of thousands of people and probably more, but there, you know, I was late in the day, later in the day because of my speed time. 
But by that time, you know, the, the, the people that were running it for, for, for time and trying to win the thing had already long gone. And there were hundreds of thousands of people on this track. Maybe they had somebody in the race. Maybe they didn't. For the most part, you would think that most of them did not, the way they were cheering people on and being very supportive of everybody. But every walk of life, every single walk of life was cheering everybody on, standing in the pouring rain, 40 degrees, damp, cold, standing there with a smile and a bunch of bananas cheering you on, with a sign cheering you on, screaming their head off, high-fiving you playing music, singing songs, everything they could do to, to encourage that group of strangers to keep going. And we should all be like that as a society. We should all be cheering each other on to keep going, to keep doing well, to encourage, to push forward. Because when we all bond together like that, we all do great things. And that's the way each of us, if we start living our lives that way, cheering each other on, looking for the positive, smiling, being energetic, those are the things that, that build that positive moment, momentum. And they allow us to come together more as a society and more as people. So that was, uh, it just, anytime I, I have any doubts about us as a society, due to the ridiculous crap you see on social media or you hear people talking about, like, it just drives me nuts how ignorant we are at times. But deep down inside, we are inherently awesome. And we are inherently loving and supportive of each other. And I wish we were like that more often. But there is hope because there are more of us that are that way or that want to be that way than there are those that don't want to see people happy. So let's keep being inherently awesome. And the last lesson, lesson number six, is the physical body is a means of transportation for the mind and the heart. And I heard this, a friend of mine gave me this piece of advice as I was training and she, you know, she had run several marathons and, and she said, you know, what's, what's crazy is when you, when you quit thinking about what your body is going through and you just look at it as kind of, it's, it, it's this vehicle, it's this, this transportation device that's carrying your mind and your heart from point A to point Z, you know, to get through the race. That is, that is where you find your most success. That's where you find that you can dig deep. That's where you find all that energy that you need to get through. And it's true. Like when you put your mind and your heart into something, going back to the small goals and, and moving past the increments, it's shocking what the body can do. Shocking. Because the mind and the heart are driving it. There is nothing more powerful than your focused mind and your desired, passionate heart when it comes to achieving a goal. And when was the last time you felt like that? When was the last time you felt like what I'm going after right now means more to me than anything could, could possibly, that could possibly stop me or slow me down? And if you're not chasing something that you're passionate about, if you don't have something, whether it's a hobby or a nonprofit or your career or your relationship or your children, if you're not doing it with all your heart, stop and take an inventory of your life. Stop right now. What meaningless crap are you spending your time and your energy on that you're so exhausted that you can't seek out something passionate? Find a way to insert intentional passion and goals that you're so focused on or, or activities or 
purposes or, or associations or whatever that is for you. Find that. Because it's when we stoke that fire that it burns across all the different silos of who we are as individuals, creatively, humanistically, emotionally, mentally, all of these things come, come roaring through because we found something that lights a fire in us. So I promise you, if you can sit down today, figure out what, what's missing in your life, figure out, figure out what's sucking a lot of energy and time out of your life and replace that with something that you're truly passionate about, I swear to God, I promise you, your life will transform immediately and you will find that purpose. So opportunity will find you in the most random places. So be ready. Start, especially if you're terrified or unsure, create a vision in your mind of success. When you're near your breaking point, push a little further in small increments. People truly are inherently awesome, and the physical body is a means of transportation for the mind and heart. Those are my six takeaways, biggest takeaways from the New York City Marathon and running the marathon. Um, again, I can't thank everybody who supported me in that in that training, in that race. Um, I don't know if I'll ever run another marathon again, but if I do, um, I, I know that I can. I know that I can achieve it now. I didn't think I could when I took that first video on that first day of training. I didn't know, but I was sure going to find out and I sure was going to give it my all. And I want you all to do that every single time you, you wake up and figure out what your passion is and figure out what your true goal is and figure out what your meaning in life is and what your legacy is going to be. Go after it with all your might and you will live a very full life. I promise you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope one of those six takeaways was something that resonates with you. Uh, would love to hear how you're going to implement this in your life. Drop me a note, rich at richbracken.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at richbracken1. Uh, and of course, richbracken.com has all the sources of, of getting a hold of me. Um, share me, share your story, share your transformation, share your, your aha moment. I want to hear it. Um, so please hit me up. I want to I hear what's going on with you and how this has served you. Um, and as always, if you have something you would love for, for me to talk about, please let me know again, drop me an email, find me through the website, find me on social media, drop me a comment, drop me a message, whatever you need to do. Cause I want to hear how I can best serve you guys. And also, as always, please share this podcast with as many people as you possibly can, because you never know who's going to need a little bit of enrichment. Have a wonderful day. Love y'all. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Enrich Your Soul podcast. For more information and resources, visit richbracken.com. 